0: Thank you for joining us for another episode of The Aspiring Spirit. And today we had a very interesting conversation between the two of us about being in spaces where the subject is about anti-racism and the sometimes noticing that individuals are discussing other types of discriminatory behavior, which is valid and true. But if the topic is about racism, there seems to be an inability and sometimes an unwillingness to center the problem of racism. And so I'm trying to get to the bottom of that because I certainly believe that allies in the work want to do the right thing. But sometimes it also appears as though those who are allies in the work don't realize that it actually can feel like A pejorative statement to change the subject in the middle of talking about race when the forum is about race. And we understand intersectionality where there are many identities that comprise an individual. But struggling with the racial history and legacy of the United States is something that people of color, people of African descent in particular, have struggled with for centuries and continue to look towards the entire country and even internationally to address, to make sure that any lingering and systemic instances of this are addressed head on. And sometimes that means that understanding that one's race sometimes trumps the other parts of your identity because those other parts of your identity may be acceptable in certain spaces, but your race can still be a factor That is a barrier or impacts the way people interact with you or won't interact with you. And so I want to turn it over and just get Andrew's perspective on this, because as a black woman, I am very aware of how I feel in settings where the topic is race or racially focused for us to talk about equity, to talk about how we can get people to see each other um, beyond race and to appreciate the humanity But I also know that we concern ourselves with all the other groups that are marginalized. And I'm wondering how how does one communicate wanting to center racial equity and justice concerns without feeling like there is a competition for that ear space? Like how do we get folks to focus on that without feeling as though they're being um, asked to not care about other groups? And is there something to that inability to want to focus on that as a conversation?
1: Thanks, Kanan. Yeah, it's, it seems really interesting and I wonder in the current context with the what seems like an acceleration of a variety of concerns resulting in some communities, particularly municipalities and school districts, hiring DEI directors or staffers to work on what ends up becoming a very wide range of issues uh, it seems like there is a difficulty, almost almost a conflation of any type of concern or any concern we have for a group where there is oppression involved uh, or certain kinds of struggles that you must be concerned about everything that perhaps wasn't being concerned about before at one time, like you 're trying to run everything through a hose that 's one inch big, you know, but you have five inches of water that you got to get through there at, at one time, and I wonder if there's a conflation. Uh, or a confusion that people of really good will are having with, well, if I'm concerned about this issue, then I'm concerned about these next 20 issues. And it dilutes, it dilutes focus and dilutes prioritization. Uh, so almost like there's an inability on the part, especially of white people, to say, hey, this, this, con- this issue is a concern, maybe has more risk or damage or a longer history than others, or even to just have a conversation about one thing at a time respecting the, the urgency uh, or the, the desperate pressure of a certain issue. That if you raise one issue, I think what we're seeing a lot, you and I and others, is if we're in a conversation about one issue, invariably somebody wants to talk about 10 other issues that are unrelated but are related to important things. Um, and is there, is, there an, is, it a, is it even a form of a microaggression that, especially white audiences talking about DEI issues, can't take one item at a time particularly issues related to racism and particularly racism against the black community if they can't focus on that for a deep period of time and grapple with what is a as you said a multi-century problem without diverging into into other territory do you think it's do you think it's intentional or is it is it a microaggression by intent meaning i will dilute my focus on this issue by bringing in other legitimate issues? Or is it perhaps accidental? Uh, or, or is it that people are for some reason in the last period of years so uh, focused on so many things that they can't seem to focus on things long enough or deep enough consistent with the urgency or the priority or the seriousness of the particular issue? How do you see that?
0: Yeah, I think it could be all of those things, but I think our conversation is meant to sensitize individuals who mean well about that possibility, that if you go to an affinity space and the purpose is to talk about any number of things, let's say talk about being a new parent and someone in that space wants to talk about what it's like to be working with aging parents, That's great, but it's related and not quite. And so maybe that person came for support around their need to know how to mother a new infant.
1: Right.
0: Now, if they want to talk about how their parents mothered them and then what it's like to deal with somebody who's aging and has other types of issues, totally valid. But just in that space, perhaps not the topic and can feel like you are diverging from the kind of support that someone has come to that space to receive. Mm-hmm. And likewise, there are spaces where the intention is to talk about all the ways our society is fractured around discrimination. And those are explicit, like our human rights committees and other um, spaces like that are meant to tackle multiple things. However, even in those spaces, you may choose a topic, you may choose a focus at a time in a meeting to address a specific issue in the community. And then we give that thing its due so that we can respect that unique concern. Because although there's intersectionality, there's instances where for that individual or community, the issue that needs to be prioritized is a specific one. So when I enter spaces where the express topic is anti-racism or an issue of racial injustice has occurred, and someone says, but what about these other things? Why are we only talking about race? it feels like there's an inability to focus because there is a fear that race may take the prominence away from something else that someone is concerned about and at the end of the day martin luther king said it really well there is the sense that it's difficult to focus with the urgency that the black community was feeling at that time and so people would say well let's focus on some anti-poverty projects let's focus on some other things because we want to get this through the congress we understand the need for being politically savvy, but at the same time, Martin Luther King was saying, I hear you, but you don't need to procrastinate and you also don't need to lose focus because you're concerned that an overfocus on race back then in the 60s would cause political upheaval. And so we're still dealing with the ramifications of all kinds of discriminatory practices, even if legally we say that things are intended to be equal. Right. Because you cannot have an unequal society for hundreds of years change the law so that they're legal and equal on the books and believe that you do not have to address the outcomes of that. And that is specific to our racial laws that segregated people based on race. Right. Right? And so even though we had equality on the books about certain things when it came to gender or when it came to different ethnic groups, even within ethnic groups, even within the confines of looking at gender differences, one's race continues to be a very potent variable in your life outcomes because it is the type of identity marker that you do not have to announce. Right. You do not have the ability to disclose or not unless you are a very unique person for whom that is a ambiguous or vague way that you appear. But for many people of color, it is out there in the world when you leave your house. Yes. And for reasons that are varied, individuals can choose to be comfortable with you or not, to give you access to things or not. And sometimes you don't even know you know that it's happening until it's already happening and we want to ultimately rid society of this notion that any races are superior to others it's that simple Bob Marley said it <laughs> Martin Luther King said it you know Jesus you know any look at any of your spiritual texts I mean there's all this conversation about people being of one family so if we know that race continues to be a context within which there is disagreement about that and there's a hierarchy that's assumed, I think it's okay to make space to talk about that. And it's okay to make spaces where that is the focus of the conversation and that is the focus of the affinity by which people come around and ask others to sort of focus in on that, but not necessarily say that it means your other concerns are invalid it's just in this space at this moment being able to focus on that is important
1: yeah i think that's that's well said as always i feel like we should pause to point out it's bob Marley's birthday next week but that's a different issue Uh, so everybody celebrate accordingly Um, but i i do think i think you're right on with a number of those things and maybe part of this is just to give people especially majority white communities where they're struggling to have these dialogues and figure out how to advance the discussion to say I like the way you framed, give the subject its due, uh, and almost apply the urgency and the depth of the conversation as a match to the urgency and the depth and the pervasiveness of the challenges and the long harm that they should be. They should be equal. I heard. Uh, recently, that uh, a, a line that your your apology has to be as loud as your disrespect, um, mm-hmm. which is not original to me, but and it has a similar similar sort of a vibe that we should we should give things its time and to let these communities know you can talk about one thing in a meeting appropriately or one particular topic, especially if that's the affinity space, without disrespecting others, other affinity spaces or other groups that are having challenges and that that's not unreasonable and not somehow disrespectful and not um, a divergence from the larger mission of equality. Um, that, and In fact, maybe what we want to say is that's necessary. That's going to have to happen if we're going to make any progress on a variety of issues. They're going to have to get the level of attention that they deserve to make progress toward the equality and the equity that we're pursuing. And maybe that's part of the message, we have to get comfortable with giving things their due. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, so I appreciate that um, echoing that comment. And so again, for those who are finding themselves in these spaces where there are multiple concerns, those are the spaces to bring up those multiple mm. concerns. Um, but just be mindful of entering spaces, particularly the ones I'm noticing where this happens often, spaces where we are trying to address and you know, understand patterns of racism, especially those that are systemic and harder to unravel and understand, that we allow for that to get it to do, for those who are affected by it to have their say and for us to look at the patterns when it, it, it is impacted by racism, clearly and very focused so that we really understand what the challenges are. Uh, for the DEI directors out there, such as the ones that we heard from at the NAACP meeting recently, you know, kudos to you because you are wearing a hat where you do need to consider many things at the same time and how they're interrelated. And we know your work is um, important. And many of you are working tirelessly around the clock while also dealing with those things for your own personal selves. Um, so we appreciate you. And we want to just close with saying that um, it's okay for there to be spaces where people of color gather and want to talk about what it means to be a person of color and how that impacts their spaces. And it does not mean that it is intended to be um exclusive necessarily but it is an experience that is exclusive to them and directly impacts their daily experiences and giving that space its time and honor would be something we would do for any other spaces whether we're honoring our veterans whether we're talking about new parents um, we give those spaces their due and we respect and honor them for the topics that those people come together to talk about. And we want to also ensure that we respect and honor spaces where we are really focusing on issues of systemic racism without feeling like they need to be justified or that they need to be um, sharing space for others to feel comfortable with the topic. Um, so thank you for your attention to this. Um, I know that people mean well and I want to just sensitize. Um, the audience to how this can sometimes lead to a, a sense of watering down or being discom- having discomfort with race, even when the purpose of coming together is to talk about racism and how we want to dismantle this idea of different supremacy of different groups of people. Um, so stay tuned. Uh, we're excited to be with you in 2022 and we look forward to more conversations.
1: Thank you very much.